This time we're going to get straight to our agenda. Um, we're honored this morning to welcome legislative leaders from the Senate and House to discuss the current legislative year and how we all can work together for a better state. Please welcome Senator Thomas Alexander, President of the South Carolina Senate and Senator from Oconee County, as well as Representative Davey Hyatt, Majority Leader of the South Carolina House and Representative from Pickens County. Gentlemen, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us this morning. We, we certainly do appreciate it, uh, and it means a great deal to us. Um, we're just going to open up, and I'm going to start with you, Senator. Um, give us a report on how the next two-year session is going so far and shaping up for you. Yeah. Well, first, let me tell you how much I appreciate the invitation and uh, enjoying being with you. I got up this morning drove down from Wahala, so I was, I was telling somebody I wouldn't do that for just any group. So, so y'all are very special, and I got my start serving on the city council in Wahala before here in the General Assembly. So uh, it's a pleasure to be with you, and thank you for what you do day in and day out. I think we're off to a good two years, uh, the first uh, four weeks now. It's hard to believe that we've already got four weeks under our belt. Obviously, it started off with the inauguration of the governor and the constitutional officers the first week had the state of the state that laid out some of the uh, priorities for this coming year. Uh, and then now the opportunity, we've been working in committees, subcommittees. Uh, the Senate has already passed the, and actually the House and the Senate have passed the, rat, uh, the um, ratification of the constitutional amendments, uh, dealing with going from five to seven uh, percent uh, on the rainy day and from two to three on the capital reserve. So that, has already uh, been achieved this year right out the gates. Uh, in the uh, Senate, we've also been working on education issues, uh, including the Education Savings Act. Uh, I, think that it, I think it's another opportunity for us to show that not, not everybody learns the same way and that we need to have opportunities. I'm a product of public education. I support public education, but I think we have to make sure that there's some alternatives for those that do not thrive uh, in that environment. So we've passed legislation from that standpoint, and also we've just passed a change to the Certificate of Needs, which deals with mainly health care initiatives and what that means to the local communities of providing more competition from that standpoint. So both of those bills already going uh, to the House of Representatives, and uh, we're, so we're off to a busy start for such a short period of time. Excellent. Uh, Representative Hyatt. Thank, thank you very much for having me. Uh, I, I'm, the, I'm the bullpen, so to speak. Speaker Smith, Merle Smith, was supposed to be here this morning, and he, he now has the flu, so I get a call yesterday afternoon at 4 o'clock saying I need you to fill in for me. So he went we, to, appre we appreciate him not being here. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, told, I told Joni Nickel I wouldn't do this for anybody but you folks. So, uh, but uh, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Uh, this is my 19th year in the, in the General Assembly, and I can tell you that... Um, the agenda that we have put a, put out for the um, the House of Representatives is probably the probably the most um, conservative agenda. It's also probably the most uh, aggressive agenda that we've ever put out. Uh, we've already we've already tackled the issue of trafficking fentanyl. We did that last week. We uh, sent that bill over to the Senate, and uh, it put some mandatory minimums on those that are trafficking fentanyl at 20 years. 
second offense is 25 years. And so uh, we sent that to the Senate. We'll see what they do that. Uh, tomorrow we're going to take up critical race theory. I'm sure most of y'all heard about that issue. And so we're going to take that issue up tomorrow. Uh, that's right after we elect judges and board members. And so Senator, Mr. President, I call him Senator, but Senator President Tom, Alexander now will preside over that issue tomorrow. And uh, he, he does a great job. And before I, before I go any further, uh, he and I serve in the same delegation in Pickens County because he has the Clemson part of Pickens County and I am a House member in Pickens, so I have the privilege of serving with Mr. President for quite some time and he's a dear friend and he does a great job as president. So we're going to deal with CRT tomorrow. Uh, that'll be a lively debate on the floor. Uh, next week will be the abortion issue because of the Supreme Court's ruling uh, this past uh, holiday season where they ruled three to two that the, the bill was unconstitutional. So we will take that up again next Wednesday. Then hopefully we're going to take up the CON issue that you folks have sent over to us. And then we'll get on to the business issues, which is the things that affect most of you folks in here. We have probably the, the, the best, I mean, Speaker Smith is 100% pro-business. He told me, uh, he and I both got elected on May the, May the 12th. This is my first year being the majority leader. This is his first year being Speaker. And he and I both sat down and talked the day after we got elected and said, I want to be 100% pro-business. Everything we do, we want to gear it around making sure that businesses can operate in the South Carolina with less regulations. All the tools that they need to hire people. Workforce, we all know that workforce is one of the major issues in South Carolina. And so all those things are on the top of our agenda list in, in, for in the House of Representatives. And so we, we, we're off to a busy start and got a lot going on today, but certainly tomorrow with CRT. Very good. Thank you, Representative Hyatt. Um, both, both you gentlemen have, have um, I don't want to say served a long time, or seasoned and, <laughs> and experienced in your service uh, to our state. Um, in reflecting on that, how, how have things changed in the State House since you first started serving? And we'll start with Representative Hyatt. Uh, some people say I'm the poster boy for term limits, mm -hmm. and so, uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, Senator Alexander and I were talking about this a few minutes ago. The longer you're here and the more responsibility you have, the less time you have. I mean, it, it, uh, it, when I first got here back in 2004, nobody knew who I was and nobody came to see me. And so lobbyists didn't care who I was, and I just kind of did my thing. But as you, as you continue to build a little seniority and move into different positions, you, you sort of become their best friend at times. And uh, it's, just a, it's just a different climate than it was in 2004. Uh, I think we've seen some of the divisive, divisive, uh, division, division that we have filtering down from Washington. Unfortunately, we're not quite as bad as it is in Washington, but we're starting to see a little bit more of that come down to the state level. Um, you're having to readjust some of the thinking as to how you present things on the floor, how things are going to be done on the floor. Um, you certainly have a whole lot. Uh, we have 124 in the House, and so we have 124 opinions when we, when we sit down and talk about something. And at any time, anybody can bring an amendment or, or say what they want to on the floor. So. At any time, you could have 124 people stand up and talk about any bill. So you have to maybe strategize a little bit different. But uh, for the most part, we, 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 do, we get along pretty well. I mean, there, there are some definite changes, but we, we, we do pretty well getting along. And we don't always agree, 
I don't even agree with my own party sometimes, but um, but we, we do, I think we do pretty well getting along better than they do in Washington, certainly. Thank you. Mr. President. Yeah, and I, and I think that probably as much as anything is the way that we communicate, and it kind of goes off of what uh, Davey was saying that, that uh, the, the leader, uh, how things have changed and uh, you know, the Lord's blessed me, the people have been good to me to allow me to be here and to have served in the House of Representatives and now to, to be in the Senate. And you know, I, I came at a time when that really predates uh, e even email, much less uh, text and things of that nature. So I think a lot of the way that we communicate uh, the, the one thing that even through the, the COVID, we used the Zoom a little bit in committee meetings, but one thing that uh, I think has served us and continues to serve us well, I think in both bodies, but certainly I know in the Senate, is that you can't have committees meeting when we're in session. I mean, that's one of the things that I think that's very important for us to continue to make sure that we're all uh, present, participating in, in the issues that are before us from that standpoint, rather than than other states and maybe at the national level where they where they just handle things different and and there's so much that unites us rather than divides us and I think it's very important that's one consistency that I think I've seen since I've been here in Columbia that we find ways to find consensus to build to respect one another I love your pledge that you did of, mm -hmm. of, of as members of the municipal association I think that's a great foundation and I think we try to build upon that is, you know, you're respectful of one another. You know, there's 46 members uh, in, the, in the Senate. Used to be one, one senator per county. Now, that predated me, so that, that, <laughs> I didn't serve under that scenario. But I think, but now it's done on a population basis. So you're representing about 110,000 individuals, and there's a lot of diversity there. And, and so I think that you, you have a great appreciation for the diversity of your district of, of, and, and the competing uh, positions from that standpoint and that carries over to us in Columbia. So, so I think while some things have changed uh, in our structure in the Senate, we still operate under our rules on the seniority system. Uh, I tell folks that uh, from, from whether we park in the parking space to where we sit on the floor is done by seniority and there have been those that want to do away with that but but i think once you've been there you understand that there's value in that seniority system and so there are some things that have stood the test of time and while we may communicate different uh there's a lot of consistency that continues to serve us extremely well from that standpoint thank you senator i i would just say the um civility pledge that you heard earlier is part of our civility campaign that we rolled out in our annual meeting in july and since that time, I think nine states around the country have adopted and modeled after the South Carolina. And we're also Great. working with other elected uh, bodies. On, on. Well, I commend, I commend y'all. And, 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 and that's the thing about it. We all represent uh, the citizens of, of the cities and the towns. I mean, they're not. Uh, so it's, it's, it's good that, to, to hear that right off the bat. So I commend y'all. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, mayors and council members, and as this body, we we're committed to building those relationships and, and working with our legislators. Um, while we have you here, I'm gonna put you on the hot seat a little bit. Are there some things that we can do to better build those relationships? And as you are talking about communication earlier, things that we can do on our end to, to better communicate with you? Well, you know, I, I think there's a model there in uh, Oconee and Pickens County uh, that, that my, the mayors and the council of the municipalities, and I know we got several here, today 
Westminster, Seneca, and Clemson, and, and, and others that we represent, you know, we communicate on a regular basis. It's not just at a time when it's a crisis. I think a lot of times human nature is you, 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 you hear when there's a crisis or something that you can be helped with and stuff. But, but we just have good communication all the time, and, and, and uh, we support the community and all the things that are going good. I think that's a good model. And if you're not doing that, and I know we're all busy doing things. But to just take some time to kind of get to know each other and, and to understand that, again, we are serving the same constituents. We are working and we won't, at least uh, I'll speak that, you know, as our towns and cities thrive, so does our state, so do our communities, our districts and, and our state. They're not exclusive. And so let's find those things that where we can help. I see some from Wahala here as well, too. So, I mean, I think it's it's... It's important for us just to know that we're there to help to the best of our ability. We'll have differences, but we're there to help to the best of it. So building those relationships and doing it early, uh, I think is very, very important to us from that standpoint. And, not, and don't hesitate to reach out to us, whether um, because uh, we want to hear from you. Yes. Representative? I, I, I've been very blessed. Uh, the, the, the cities that I represent We've always had great relationships. I know Mayor, Mayor Woods and some of the Liberty City Council people here, Butch Womack and his crowds here. I don't know, I don't know if there's some more here from, that I haven't seen yet that are part of my community, but I've been very blessed. Um, we communicate quite often. I mean, they know they can pick up the phone and call me, and I can pick up the phone and call them and talk about anything we need to talk about. I go to the City Council meetings. They come to the, our meetings. I mean, that, that, that's, how you, that's how the communication is, like, like Senator Alexander said, don't wait till there's a crisis and we're, we're past the finish, finish line with it. Come see us now. I don't have that problem. And hopefully none of our legislators have that problem back home, but I certainly don't because I've been very blessed with the people that I serve with. I, I consider them peers of mine. They were elected just like I was by the same people. And so, um, you know, they, they know what's best for the community. And I'm there to help them. Uh, I will tell you that if you don't if you don't talk to your representative, your senator, you need to start because I can tell you things get done when we hear from folks back home. I mean, we can, we can have all the greatest ideas in the world, and we can read bills, and we can introduce bills, and we can do all this kind of stuff. But if we don't hear from you folks back home telling us what you're facing and what's coming up on your your side of the story, then it's probably not going to happen because we we. We're, we're, we have our plates full in Columbia, but the people back home are the ones that we need to hear from so that we can continue to fill our plates with what we need to do in Columbia. Because everything we pass here reflect, goes right back down to the lower level, goes back down to the cities, goes back down to the counties, goes back to the school boards. It goes back to everywhere that we go back home to. And so if we don't hear from you folks, then we don't know, we, we, we really don't know what, what's going to happen. I mean, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. We had a, a development fix to be built, you know, over in the Easley area. And I'd heard about it, but I didn't know the details about it. I heard from the folks from the city of Easley, and we immediately got involved in it. They did the great part of doing their job to make sure it was being done right, but we were brought up to speed as to what was going on. We were able to attend the meeting where they had a community meeting, and th those are the kind of things we need to hear because that, that's... We, we represent you, 
You're one of our constituents. You may be elected, you may be part of a city or municipality or town or whatever, but we represent you just like we represent all the other. I have 42,000 constituents. He has 110,000 constituents. But part of that 42,000 is the mayor of Liberty. Yeah. Easily. Pickens, people like that. So we need to hear from you. And, and a lot of times, too, we'll make sure that, that there are things that are going through that there may be some unintended consequences that, that we really need to make sure that it just, you know, it, you may be at the 30,000 foot level, you need to be down to the 10,000 foot level. And that's where we need to make sure there's good dialogue from that standpoint. And your, your team here d does a great job of when you cannot be here, your legislative team does a good job of, of presenting your priorities and how things are going to be impacted. So you're very fortunate to have them engaged day in and day out when y'all cannot be here. And, and they are a tremendous resource for us as well. Thank you for that. I appreciate the uh, open answers and uh, I think we'll all, all benefit from that. And I, I would say I think the cities and towns that are in your district are very lucky to have you gentlemen who are, are so open to that conversation. We're very fortunate to have the pleasure of working with them, I can That's assure right. you. Um, and, I, and we won't be respectful of your time. I, I, I'd like to um, ask, ask one more question if we could. Sure. Before, before you came, I know you were able to look over um, the 11 advocacy initiatives that our, that our board uh, have, has voted on to, to make as a priority for, for the Municipal Association. And Representative Hyde, I recognize that you probably didn't get yours <laughs> this morning when you got here. But um, if, you, if you wouldn't mind, on, on, if any of those jump out at you, could you, could you share... Um, some of your thoughts on how we might could partner together on those priorities. Um, I know short-term rentals is one that was on. Yeah, I, I'll go quickly because I'm sure he's got more no, of an answer than I do because, like you said, I got here this morning. But anyway, uh, one, of, one of the things was the uh, squat truck, squatter yeah, trucks or whatever. I don't know what the – I never knew that existed until we started talking about that last year. I had no idea that existed, but uh, it seems to be a problem, and uh, we tried to pass it last year. We got it out of the House, and I don't think it got through the Senate, but the bill, they, the bill has been pre-filed again, and I think... Actually, it got to conference last year okay. and didn't, didn't get worked out in conference. Okay, so it didn't make it out of the conference committee, but I think we'll get another shot at it again this year, so I think that's, uh, that's uh, a possibility. Uh, support stronger penalties for illegal fentanyl trafficking. Obviously, we've already done that. We sent it to the Senate, and I know they're going to do a lot of the same things. Um, yeah, the squat trucks. Uh, the, the one about um, it allows the cities to close the donut holes or in their municipals limit through a local annexation project. Uh, I, I have that issue on my street where I live. I'm in the county. The house next door to me is in the city. The house down the street's in the city. The house across the street's in the county. And so it, it's, you know, you see the city come up there and pick up the trash at your neighbors and across the street, but they don't pick your trash. So it, it's really, it, it, there has to be some kind of a, they got to have some kind of working agreement there. And I'll, I'll bring up one that wasn't on here, and it's probably, I don't, we got to repeal Act 388. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it, it, Senator Alexander is probably chomping at the bit to tear me up on this one. But, uh, I'm not going to tear you up. It, 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 uh, as he said, unintended consequences, we have seen it. 
This is a classic example of an unintended consequence as we passed. We, is a knee-jerk reaction to a problem that went away on its own. And I was one of three Republicans that voted against it. And I got scolded by my party. I mean, I got scolded. How can you vote against that? And it's like, guys, it's, it's going to penalize our, our local folks. It's going to tear up our school boards. It's going it, to, we don't see it right now, but it's, we, we've got to, we've got to revisit that in some regard. And there's not an appetite for that right now. I'll be totally honest with you. I brought that up in one of our leadership meetings. And again, I got scolded by my party, but we have got to revisit that somehow. And I will continue to do that. And I, that, that, that to me, that was a, a very bad vote on our behalf. And a knee-jerk reaction to a problem that didn't exist. Well, good luck on that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I would differ a little bit there, too, that maybe the problem went away because of the changes that were made, too. So I think there is some some give and take there from that issue, and I think the intent was, was certainly uh, uh, understood what that was on the 388, but uh, we'll go from there. But I do two or three of the other initiatives mentioned the the uh, squat trucks, uh, actually that bill has made it out of the Transportation Committee in the Senate and is on the floor. Uh, I'm sure it'll get scheduled for debate at some time. Uh, I'm sympathetic to allowing the cities and towns that are under a certain revenue threshold to complete some type of uh, complica uh, uh, complication of the financial statements, uh, some balance there that maybe there's some good ideas there that could work out. Um, the the uh, and the creation of the option for a, for municipal residents to approve by vote uh, a sales tax, I've, I've supported those initiatives, whether it's municipal or, or county. I think you're allowing the people to, to make that decision. You make the case. I know in Oconee County, they've tried to pass the sales tax countywide several times, and the people have said no. Uh, but they participated. They spoke. Uh, they made their case, I think, for municipalities to to have that, I, I certainly am comfortable from that standpoint. And then also uh, dealing with the, the stronger penalties on, on uh, fentanyl that they've, they've uh, passed. We've already got out of committee uh, legislation, uh, S-1, it's a priority actually legislation we passed last year and sent to the House, unfortunately, didn't make it through the whole process uh, that would criminalize fentanyl, uh, that would also provide a opportunity that if there's a death caused by someone that has been taken a drug that has been laced with fentanyl. Uh, right now, there's no way to charge them uh, for, for that uh, murder, uh, if you will, uh, and, and it be other synthetic drugs. So, I mean, that is a, a real issue, not only in our state, uh, but in our country, and it really needs to be a top priority. So thank you all for having that as a priority that you have here as well, too. We appreciate that. Thank you. Um, let, let me just close in saying this. Thank you for being here this morning and sharing this wisdom with our group. Um, we, we look forward to working with you on shared, shared concerns and initiatives. And uh, I think it's going to be a great year for cities and towns and a great year for South Carolina. I, I will tell you that in the preliminary budget, the local government fund has not been touched. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I would say, too, as we conclude, too, I appreciate the work that y'all have done. You know, we've put uh, out of ARPA funds last year some $800 million for water and sewer projects that uh, for municipalities and the counties, local governments. 
and the broadband uh, initiatives just went out last week. And I think both of those can be transformational, but really, um, to again, I think that shows the partnership of us working together, serving our constituents together. We are so strong together and we all have a bright future and we look forward to continuing to work with each and every one of you. And again, thank you for what you do mm -hmm. for the communities across the great state of South Carolina. Thank you, President thank you. Alexander, Representative Hyatt. Thank you. 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 Thank you.